to a year of career, 52 practical answers to your questions. I'm Erin Wolfram. I own and operate Career Advantage and Career Advantage Golf, and I help job seekers feel more confident and prepared throughout their job search by assisting with resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn profiles, mock interviews, personal portfolios, websites, really just anything job search related. But each week in this podcast, I answer one question from the public. And this week's question is, will I get a job by only submitting my resume through job sites like monster.com? And to help me answer this question today, I have my great friend, Dana Nordyke with me. I'm so excited to have Dana here. Um, she and I have been career services colleagues now for several years. We've um, held leadership positions and professional organizations together. And uh, I know she has some really great insight for you all today. So Dana, would you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone, please? Sure. Uh, good morning. My name is Dana Nordyke, and I'm with Washburn University's Career Services Office right now. Um, previously, I have been in career services for, I don't know, probably what, 11 years now. Um, just doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one appointments with students, helping them with their career, choosing and changing a major, their career development, um, and then also helping in, helping them in their job search and um, also in like preparation for graduate school, connecting to employers, things like that. Perfect. Well, I know that you have a lot of great information to share today, so let's just go ahead and get started. So thinking about, you know, those big job boards like Monster, Career Builder, Indeed, um, you know, even LinkedIn possibly, what are your initial thoughts when someone comes to you and says, you know, I just threw my resume up on, on Monster.com and hoping for the best? Tell me what you think. Well, I like to start off by saying like, there's a lot of different ways to do a job search. And so um, it is not impossible that that could work out for somebody, right? I mean, right. There, it's, it's happened, right? <laughs> yeah, super rare, right? It probably, I've maybe heard once or twice where it actually worked out that way. Um, and I do think that's a, it's a, it's a rare option that it works out because right. it's a pretty passive approach. So um, just posting your resume out to a job board, um, it's just, you're just like sitting and waiting for something to come to you as opposed to doing some legwork and like getting out there and in maybe a few different ways, um, being a little bit more proactive in that search. But I do like to say like, it's not, it's not entirely impossible. Um, and I also think there's a lot of information that's out there about job searching and um, you can get a lot of tips and tricks and pointers. I like to just like frame this conversation with the fact that I'm just based on the experiences I've had with students. So this is like real world, real life things that have happened and what I have seen work or not work. And it doesn't mean that's what will work or won't work for you, but I just right. like to offer that as part of the conversation. I don't think career information should be a secret. I think everybody should have access to like really solid, good career information. And so that's I mean, Aaron, we've worked together for a long time, but that's one of my primary reasons and like wanting to share some additional information today. Absolutely. And I, I love what you said about, you know, everybody is unique. Everybody's job search is unique, right? So what's going to work for one person may not work for another person. What doesn't work for one person is going to work for another person. And, you know, you're absolutely right. There are certainly those stories out there where someone did just 
put their resume out there online. And the next thing you know, a week later, they have a job. But um, like you said, those stories are few and far between. So I also love what you said about how that is sort of a, you know, a very passive way to approach a job search, but there are definitely much more active ways. So let's talk about that. So what do you think are some more effective practices, ways to be more active in a job search that might actually um, give people sort of a, you know, a leg up and, and hopefully land that job that they're, they're looking for? Well, I know that um, if you follow Aaron's podcast, you've heard other people talk about like building connections using tools like LinkedIn. And I know you've done um, work specifically with LinkedIn on your other podcasts. So you might check out some of those other podcasts if you're interested in that. Um, but just thinking about like really harnessing your connections that you already have. And some people are like, well, wait a minute, I don't really have connections in my industry area. I'd like to remind, you know, any kind of job seeker that the connections you make don't have to be directly in your industry area for them to know a connection or like further bridge you to someone else. So I like to start first and foremost with thinking about like, who is in your first round circle? Like who could you connect with today? Is it a mentor, a coach, a professor, um, maybe somebody that you just met at your job or, you know, this the partner of somebody that works with you or used to work with you. Um, but just thinking about like, who could I reach out to today if I were to text somebody or send a quick email? Who are, who are those people? And so um, I like to start by thinking about just like, how do I harness these connections? Reach out to that person. And then I like to reach out with a very specific ask. And that's one thing I coach my students to do is like, don't, I'm not going to say like, hey, Aaron, I'm looking for a job. Can you, do you have any, do you know of somebody I should talk to or can you help me find a job? Right. That's I'm going to be like, what kind of job? What industry are you in? Like, there's so many questions. <laughs> right. And how would Aaron, based on that, know who to connect me to? Right. right. So I like to get, get down to being like a little bit more specific in my ask. So I might say something like, Aaron, I'm currently looking for a marketing position in the in the Kansas City metro area. Um, more specifically, I want to work in social media or web marketing if I can find something like that. Do you happen to know of one or two people I should reach out to next, right? And that right. question to me becomes really powerful in your job search. Do you know of even one or two people that I should reach out to? And that I use it as kind of a bridging question. So if I meet somebody for coffee, which we're maybe starting to do a little bit more now, um, or I meet somebody um, in a Zoom session or a quick phone conversation or something like that, I like to end the conversation by saying, thank you so much for all of this information you shared about your industry, about your employer and where you work, how you got connected. Thank you so much for all of that information. You know, just knowing kind of where I'm at in my job search, do you know of even one or two people I should reach out to next? And I feel like that question is really powerful because it helps keep that chain of connection going. So now you're able to reach into their network a little bit more. So again, it is, and it is, it's not all who you know, it's who you know combined with what you know. And I like to bring that home too, because if, if, Aaron, if you connected me to a colleague and you said like, hey, you should reach out to them. If I don't have my materials updated, my resume, my cover letter, um, if my LinkedIn, my online presence isn't looking good, um, if I don't have the background and the skills that they're really seeking, 
that connection isn't isn't necessarily as powerful. So I think it's always that combo of like who you know and bridging out into who they know, and then also what you bring to the table and how you present that. Absolutely, I love that. It's it's be prepared before you reach out, right? It's yes. Like don't just reach out and just start talking to people with no no plan, no um, you know updated information, that sort of thing. So I I really love that. That's that's fantastic. And the one thing that I've said over and over and over again on this podcast, I'm going to say it again, and I'll probably say it again, is in addition to all those great tips that Dana just mentioned um, regarding networking and reaching out to your connections and making new connections, I always stress, um, in addition, make sure to always offer if you can help that person as well. You know, so thank you so much for helping me. This has been, you know, a great, um, great conversation. I've gotten a lot out of this. Do you have anyone else I might be able to talk to? And oh, by the way, how can I help you? Right. I think and that's even, really great. Even if you can't help them right now at this moment, they know that in the future they can reach out to you and you're willing to try to help them if you can. So just always remembering, you know, it's not just, um, you know, take, take, take. You want to offer to give as well and do whatever you can because um, that's going to really foster that relationship and make it beneficial for both of you. Well, and I think it's good also, thank you, Erin, for sharing that piece. And I think it's good to think about you're really working on developing relationships over time and not just to like, how can I connect for this 10 minute time frame? You really want to choose people that you want to connect with over the course of your career and not just for that moment. And again, it is like that reciprocal. I really appreciate that. Like how, what can I do for you as well? And then if I, if I might, Erin, there's a couple other ideas also in this yes, job search please. process. So taking it beyond just like submitting your resume online, um, I definitely think you should apply online, right? I mean, I think that's one, one constant um, thing that you're juggling, right, is that you want to continue to fill out these online applications, but really customizing your materials each time that you're applying, yes. I think is really important. And so taking the time so that they know that those materials came to them and that you really care about that position, not that you broadly sent that information to everyone you, you could possibly right. find. Um, so I think taking the time to customize and then you can take that a step further. So if you've done some of this background in your networking, um, there might be an opportunity for you to also reach out to somebody within that organization. So let's say I submit my materials to Aaron and um, but I also have a connection at that company with um, maybe I submit my materials to their online online um, dashboard or whatever. And then I um, contact Aaron and I say, hey, Aaron, I just want to let you know, like I recently filled out and submitted all my materials online through your online portal for this position. Do you know of anything else I should be doing or in, do you have any other advice for me, you know, as I kind of wait for to hear back on that? Um, and just kind of dive back into your network because it might be that Aaron actually knows the person who's doing the hiring and Aaron might be like, whoa, totally send me your stuff as well. And I'm going to drop it in an email to so-and-so, right? And so that's how some of that background, and sometimes that's even how you discover jobs that were never even posted out there, right? Right. Is that somebody is able to connect you to someone before the job is even posted. So, but once it is posted, once you apply it online, you can still utilize that network in some way 
to to still leverage like getting that material in front of somebody who actually is going to pay attention to it. Um, and then just a couple of other ideas for this broad job search idea. Um, I think really leveraging staffing agencies sometimes can be helpful. So it's something I don't often think about, but they might have access to different types of temporary positions. And so sometimes those temporary positions can also become permanent. And um, so just, you know, staying in touch with different agencies in your in your community, asking them, you know, what types of positions they do have available. And sometimes those might be in more focused in an industry area than you were expecting. Um, and then lastly, I encourage people all the time to volunteer. Um, I think like, you know, getting involved in professional organizations and is that's one thing too, and do that and get connected to people that way. But also you can volunteer in your community. So think about something. Um, I don't know, I tell my students, like, think about like, what makes your heart go pitter patter? What do you care about? What do you love? You know, right. What's your passion, what do you want right? to devote your time to? And so if you think about like, what are some things that I actually want to spend my time doing? You can find a lot of other like-minded people through doing that. So if you are, if you really care about volunteering at the animal shelter, for example, um, you're going to find other volunteers that work in that space and also other staff that are, that are really passionate about the same things you are. And so it's a way to connect and continue to build out your network and like meet like-minded people, um, even if it's not in your industry area. So, um, you know, going down and helping with food distribution or um, working at your local shelter, things like that. You have to remember, you're going to come in contact with other community leaders and professionals within the community who also are like-minded and have that same sort of passion. So it's just a good way to develop really authentic relationships with people through working side by side with them. Also, sometimes those people have a sense then of your work ethic, you know, showing up, being there when they needed you, um, calling on you for specific projects. It really starts to demonstrate like a skill set as well. So um, I don't know, there's just a, there's my mind goes crazy with the amount of ideas. I could keep on giving them, but, um, but we'll stop there for, for right now anyways, on just ways to like, that you can make things a little bit more active in your job search. Absolutely. That's, that's such great advice. And I was thinking the whole time when you were saying, you know, get out there and volunteer um, for a cause that you're really passionate about, like an animal shelter, for example. And, you know, like you said, that may not be related to your industry, right? And the people that you're volunteering with may not work in your industry, but what if their partner does? What if their brother does? You know, what if they used to work in that industry? I mean, you just don't know. You don't know who you're going to meet and, um, you know, the information that they're going to have that could be extremely valuable to you, or you may have information that's going to be extremely valuable to them. So, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think, um, you know, networking can be very scary. And um, even before we started recording, Dana and I were talking about networking and how it is intimidating and it's not easy, but there are different ways to network where you are gonna be comfortable. And it's not like, you know, networking in the true sense of the word, right? I mean, you're, you're volunteering, you're not networking, you're volunteering. But the added bonus to volunteering is you are networking, right? So there are so many things that you can do to grow your network, to uh, tap into the network you already have and make your job 
search uh, much more active. So thank you, Dana, so much for the fantastic tips. I mean, any final information that you want to share as we wrap up? You know, I was just thinking, like, if you are applying to these online job postings, um, and I maybe you've already visited about this as well, Erin, um, in your um, different podcasts, but just thinking about those keywords that are going to be catching in the applicant tracking systems that some employers are using. So when you're thinking about really customizing those materials, it's about writing that cover letter that speaks to them and their organization, like getting out, knowing that organization, what do they do? What do they value? Who are their clients? Who are their customers? Like really getting a background sense of who the organization actually is. And then going through that job posting really carefully to pull out those keywords and pull those back into your resume, back into your cover letter. So that in that first um, run through in those applicant tracking systems, your materials get pulled out. So, you know, if you're not, you're not able to make a specific networking connection, connect with a human, you still want your materials to come out of that electronic search in some way. Um, that the best way you can do it is to optimize for those applicant tracking systems and to like really customize and um, tell them like why you want to work for them, not just like why you want to work, right? Or why you want to work in that industry. It's got to be for that organization. Exactly. And that goes back to that, that tailoring element that you were talking about before, right? And I mean, we'll probably do a complete episode at some point on applicant tracking systems, but just to kind of add to that, another thing is, you know, a lot of times now online, you'll see these really fancy stylized resumes, you know, and they're, they're really pretty, but those don't work very well for applicant tracking systems. So if you um, are applying online, you have a hunch that an applicant tracking system is being used, keep it simple. So in addition to, you know, front loading those keywords that Dana talked about and really tailoring to make sure that your skills, strengths, and qualifications match the job description, keep your resume very simple and basic. Don't use tables, don't use like weird, strange formatting, don't use columns, just keep it simple because those applicant tracking systems cannot read those documents that are that have a lot of you know style stylistic elements in them. So just thought I would mention that as well. Um, like I said, that's a whole episode in itself. But um, thank you so much for for mentioning that. And again, thank you so much for joining me today. I've loved having you on, and hopefully you'll be back. We'll talk about another topic sometime. But um, if anyone needs any help with their career development, if you're a Washburn student, you should definitely check out Dana and uh, their team at, at Washburn at their career services office. Um, but if you need help and I can assist you, you can always check out my website at careeradvantageresumes.com or careeradvantagegolf.com. I also have social media. I'm at Career Advantage Resumes on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and at Advantage Career on Twitter. So thank you all so much for joining us. I hope you got some great tips from Dana today and I uh, hope you have a great week.